thank you for that. That was awesome. In the midst of that, I think I, think I forgot my sermon and <laughs> that music. Golly. Well, how is everyone today? Awesome. Welcome to Riverside Community Church. Uh, my name is Brian Doback. I'm just happy to have you here today. Um, this Sunday, today and last week, the weather has just been not very favorable, and uh, we're just grateful um, that we've all come out uh, to worship Jesus uh, and listen to a word um, and just worship. Uh, today, we're going to talk about fear today. We're going to talk about fear today. Uh, fear to me when I was a kid was skateboarding down our, our street uh, with my No Fear t-shirt on. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that company, No Fear. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk about like, like I have a fear of heights. We're not going to talk about that kind of fear. Uh, we're not going to talk about the fear that I have for my daughter's diapers. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not going to talk about that like awkward fear where... You know, you get into like a box of chocolates and you discover there's no menu. And so you don't know what's in the chocolates until, unless you bite into it. <laughs> so right, right before you bite into it, it's like, oh, what's it going to be? You know, it's not that kind of fear. Uh, we're going to talk today about a fear of man's persecution uh, against those who share the gospel. Fear against man's persecution and their opposition against those who share the gospel as Christians, uh, I think we tend to focus on the circumstances a lot, uh, and we don't focus enough on God above us, right? You know, you, you take a look at, uh, at David uh, in the Old Testament. Um, check out this guy. You know, he, he's facing Goliath, right? Goliath is opposing the people of God. He's opposing David, and uh, David is just uh, face-to-face with this guy, Goliath, Okay, and look what it says here in the scripture. Then David said to the Philistine, right, so they're, they're face to face. He says, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. Those are the circumstances, right, in front of David. But look where his mind is. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You see where his mind is and where his heart is, Right? Right. So listen, you know, he's not like he's not like, dude, you are huge. (laughs) He's not like, man, are those size 18 shoes you got on? (laughs) Right. Your arms are bigger than me. No, man, he, he is zoned in, lasered in on God. Right. Look at these. Listen to these prayers of David in the Psalms uh, of him praising God in the midst of uh, opposition Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? Psalm 118, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Right? So, last week's scripture, uh, Jesus, uh, Ezra did a great job of preaching last week's scripture, and Jesus basically explained some of the realities that the disciples are going to face in sharing the gospel to people. Right? Last week, it was more like, okay, guys, this is going to happen to you. He's laying out the expectations, making it very clear up, up front. 
this is going to happen to you today. Right now, today's scripture, his tone kind of changes a little bit. Okay, it goes from this is going to happen to you today, but I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on this. And this is why. Right? So, you know, uh, we're going to learn today that uh, Jesus, he doesn't try to uh, remove our fear. Rather, he tells us uh, you know, where, where, where that fear should be placed, which is God, right? So this is the, to serve as encouragement to us. And he tells us these three things about God and why our fear should be in him and not men. So my goal today is not to, my goal is not to preach fear out of you today. That's not my goal. My, my, my goal is to preach more Jesus into you, Right? So the more we know about Jesus, the more we know about God. And the more we know about God, the more fear of man is driven out of our, of our hearts. Right? The Bible, it speaks a ton on fear. I think it, they said 365 times. It says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. It's a huge theme. And I could point you into all kinds of different directions in the Bible uh, all kinds of verses, but I'm not going to do that today. We're going to stay in the Matthew text, and I'm going to undergird this Matthew text, and we're going to stay centralized in Psalms. You've already heard a few of the Psalms from David, and we're going to go through some more Psalms as we walk through the text today. Guys, if you can open up your, your Bibles uh, to Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. And I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you uh, for just your presence, um, God. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to just worship you today uh, on this morning, God. And, and don't let it just stop this morning. Uh, through the rest of the day, Lord, uh, we just uh, thank you and we praise you um, for, the, for, this, for giving us your word that we can just chew on uh, and digest, Lord. Um, and, and just uh, come to know you uh, more, know the gospel more. Lord, we thank you for these things, and I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So as you've opened up your Bibles to Matthew 10, verses 26 through 33, before we get into the text, um, we need to understand, like, who exactly is saying these things in this text? I feel like, I feel like you know, sometimes we read the Bible, and it's like just ink on a page. Like, you know, we know it's Jesus saying these things, but... Sometimes, like, we forget, like, you know, the person behind the words. You know what I mean? So I just want to, like, let's talk about Jesus a little bit here. It's going to be the whole sermon, but, you know, let's, let's really remember who Jesus is, okay? Now, I want you to, you know, let's take a look at Hebrews uh, chapter 1, 2 through 4. You don't have to point to it, but I'm going to read it. Listen to this. You can feel the Holy Spirit's inspiration in these texts. I, I don't think a man could have written this without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It says, He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purification of sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God. He is the radiance of the glory of God. Think about that. Think about like a radiator just pumping out heat. (laughs) Pumping out heat. This is the glory of God. 
And what is radiating from that glory? Jesus. Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God. He's the imprint of God. Right? And he is sitting at the right hand of the majesty of God. Think about that for a second. Like, digest that. Right? Take a look at Colossians in chapter 1. Listen to this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. All things were created for him and through him. This electric, sweet electric candle is for Jesus and made through Jesus. Everything. When he says all things, that chair you're sitting on is made for Jesus and through Jesus. The threads on your back are made through Jesus and for Jesus. Think about this. You can just, like I said, you can feel the Holy Spirit's inspiration in these texts. It's, it's this God who, he has every right to judge us. But it's this God who loves us, who forgives us, and he takes us in as our own. Right? And it's this God who is saying these things in today's text. In today's Matthew text. Right? So, what does the text say about God? All right. <laughs> now that we got through all that, <laughs> we know who Jesus is, I think. I think it's also important to understand that, you know, when Jesus is talking about God, it's kind of like that wink, wink. He's talking about himself. (laughs) So let's get into the text. Why should we fear God and not those persecuting us? He says three things. Verses 26 through 27. So have no fear of them. Them is man's opposition, Christian's opposition to the gospel, which uh, Ezra preached yesterday or last week. So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. Guys, the first point here is about God is God is revealer. God is revealer. God has revealed his truth of the gospel. And we can be confident when we share this message of truth, right? Because God is revealer, those who oppose the message, they're not really opposing us. They're opposing God. They're opposing his message, his truth that he gave us. That's really what they're opposing. And we will all be found out. We will all be found out. ISIS is not just murdering Christians. They are condemning themselves. They're condemning themselves. That's an extreme, I know. What about our context here? You know, just think about, you know, maybe you're like a kid in middle school or something, and you love Jesus. You get it. And you want to live the gospel. You know, you want to live the gospel, and you may even feel the urge to share the gospel and talk about Jesus with your classmates. And maybe you're that Christian, that young Christian, and you're getting bullied for your Christianity. That's persecution. 
You may not be killed, but it's no less persecution. You know, maybe you're an adult, you're at work, and you, 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 you're trying to live the gospel, and you want to just share Jesus with these people. And, and you feel this, it's like sandpaper. You feel this friction, and you're opposed for it. You may even lose your job because of it. Guys, you know, we have these, these practical experiences uh, in, in, in our everyday life. You know, like we do a lot of ministry uh, at Starbucks. <laughs> Not just Starbucks, lots of coffee shops, you know. And we, we speak publicly about Jesus. We pray publicly, right? The Starbucks really close to us, just down the road. We do a lot of ministry there. The people know who we are. They know our deal, right? If they were to just be like, we don't want you to come here anymore. That's persecution. And that's something we have to live with here uh, in our context. But thank God they don't do that. Thank God they don't go that far and they allow us to, to meet and Starbucks, and minister. The opposition of the gospel message will be found out. Those persecuted will be vindicated. Listen to David in in Psalm 27. When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. It's they who stumble and fall. The truth will be made known in time. We love stories of vindication. Right? We love those movies we see or stories we hear in the news. You know, somebody uh, accused of something and they're convicted of it and they spend 30 years in jail and then if it turns out they were innocent and they're vindicated of the crime. We love those stories. It just pulls on our heartstrings. Look at Psalm 26. David says, vindicate me. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your steadfast love is before my eyes. He's focusing on God. For your steadfast love is before my eyes and I walk in faithfulness. Vindicate me, he says. God's truth isn't hidden. It has been revealed and all things will one day be made known. All things will be made known. Everything will be reconciled. Everything will be accounted for, if not here, one day at judgment. So because of this, when God tells us what to do and say in the dark, in the the quiet recesses of our hearts when we're home, in our Bible study... We can be confident that we can share this gospel message in the light outside of our homes or outside of our church. We can be confident of this and speak it boldly. Verses 28 through 31, moving along. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, look what Jesus, he diverts the fear, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him. Fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. 
you are of more value than sparrows. So you can see Jesus kind of flips the script. He's not saying have no fear at all. He knows we're going to have fear. You know, he's redirecting our fear from things that can't eternally harm us to a proper reverential fear of God. You know, we need to move the scale from fear of man to a fear, healthy fear of God. And then he gets into this language. So the second point is, is God is Father. God is our Father. He has our best interests in mind. You know, it's a fear that makes us run to Him, not away from Him. It's a fear that makes us run to Him, not away from Him. And then Jesus, He gives us like these two illustrations. I love when Jesus gives illustrations. That means I don't have to come up with one. <laughs> I'm not going to do an illustration on an illustration of Jesus. So Jesus, anytime you want to give an illustration, go for it. I love it. You know, he emphasizes birds. Jesus is like a bird watcher. Right? The birds, they're not valuable to us. We pay a penny for a bird. Right? God values birds. God values birds. Isn't he going to value you? Right? Think about the price God paid for us. We pay a penny for a bird. Think about the price God paid for us through the blood of Jesus. We were bought at an expensive price by the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't you think that he values you? And then he goes on and he emphasizes our anatomy. Now he's an anatomist. Right? Even the hairs on our head are all numbered. I love my daughter. I love her. It's only been three and a half months. I don't know her like God knows her. I don't. God knows her better than even I know her. Better than my wife knows her. Doesn't God value you? Right? Psalm 103, David. He says, as a father who shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Check this out, he says, for he knows our frame. He knows our frame. He knows us. Everything about us. Every hair on our head. Every freckle. Everything. So verses 32 and 33, moving along. Got the first two points. God is revealer. God is Father. Verses 32 to 33. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is heaven. This third point is God is judge. God is judge. You know, it seems like Jesus is really laying down the gauntlet here, right? It seems like he's really, he's threatening us almost. You know, but he's not trying to scare us. This isn't a scare tactic, okay? You got to remember who he's talking to here. He's talking to the apostles, the disciples, these are followers of Christ. So this is encouragement. This is encouragement to the disciples to hear this. Right? You know, Jesus is giving them the reality of assurance that we have in sharing the gospel. Okay? To not, you know, when we receive king, the king in our lives, we have a personal uh, covenant responsibility to publicly acknowledge the king. 
right? So not acknowledging Jesus publicly is to not acknowledge God. And to not acknowledge Jesus is to not acknowledge what he did. And what he did on the cross is the most important thing in the world. Right? Can you imagine at the throne of judgment, God's like, how about this one? And Jesus is like, no. He wasn't with me, so I'm not with him. Charles Spurgeon, this theologian from, oh man, I'm not sure, like the 1800s maybe. I could be wrong on that. (laughs) Charles Spurgeon was like a beast back then. Like he was awesome theologian. Listen to this. What Christ is to you on earth, that you will be to Christ in heaven. And shall I repeat that truth? Whatever Jesus Christ is to you on earth, you will be to him in the day of judgment. If he be dear and precious to you, you will be precious and dear to him. If you thought everything of him, he will think everything of you. Think about that. Instead of focusing on and valuing what the world says, we need to focus on and just value what Jesus is going to say at the throne. Right? It feels good to be vouched for. You know, we're working up a resume, you know, trying to get a job, and we're calling, like, references. Hey, man, can you, like, refer me? Can I get a reference from you? And they're like, yeah, man, I love you. I'll absolutely refer you. That's like what Jesus is going to do. And there's no better reference than to be vouched for by Jesus Christ at the throne. Guys, what I want to drive home is, is, is it's not like, it's not about us. And it's not about fear. It's not about our fear. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus and who he is, and what he did on the cross. It's about diverting that fear of man and redirecting it to Jesus. Right? Who on the cross, he put fear of man in its rightful place. Right? On the cross, he, he kicked the legs out under fear of man itself. He kicked the legs out from it. It's got no power anymore. Right? Because of sin, fear of man entangles us. And we retreat from the mission God gives us. Right? But as Christians, and we allow it to push us around, but we're no longer powerless to sin. We're no longer powerless to it because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because of what he did on the cross, sin lost its stronghold on us. So because sin lost its stronghold on us, what lost its power over us? Fear of man. Right? On the cross, God revealed his mystery once and for all. He revealed his mystery and we can be confident that when we share the gospel and we experience persecution, we will be vindicated. Guys, this scripture has ministered to me, preparing for this sermon. We prepare for sermons. We're we're, we're right there with you. I am not fearless. I feel fear. I always need to be putting my focus on Jesus. Just because we preach, we're no different than you. On the cross, God revealed his mystery and we will be vindicated. 
over persecution. On the cross, God showed us just how valuable we are to him. There is nothing he could have done more to show how much he values us than what he did on the cross. Everything begins and ends on the cross. We preach the cross every Sunday. (laughs) We preach the gospel. We preach Christ crucified. Right? Some of us may be thinking, oh, here's the gospel again. I'm tired of this. When are we going to get to the deeper things? No, this is the deepest thing. It doesn't get any deeper than the cross. It doesn't get any deeper than the gospel. You are hearing the depths of God's love and how much He values us. And on the cross, He both judged and delivered the world simultaneously. He judged the world and He delivered the world. And if we're on the side of deliverance, we are assured, assured, guaranteed that Jesus will vouch for us. He will vouch for us. We've got nothing to be afraid of. But God, a healthy, reverential fear. We don't need to fear men. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, God, for just who you are. And the more we just uh, dive into and, and just pick apart and, and study and, and just understand who you are, that's what it's all about. Fear has no power over us when we are in you, Jesus. God, it's not about being fearless. We're going to feel fear. It's about being fearful. Fearful of you, God, as a father, Lord, and as a revealer and as judge. A healthy, reverential fear, Lord. And God, just if we don't have this in our hearts, Lord, if we don't even have the gospel in our hearts, show us it. God, we're all going to walk out these doors today. We are going to have opportunities as Christians to share the gospel, to tell people about Jesus, to publicly acknowledge him. We are going to have these opportunities. It is is a command that you have given us. It's a calling as a Christian. God, you don't call us to an easier life. You call us to a better life with you. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word. God, just change our hearts, transform us, never stop. Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stay with us.